it's the end of my birthday weekend. Yesterday was my birthday, September 28th, and I don't share my age uh, very often. Um, And actually in this episode, I will actually share why I don't share my age very often. But I thought I would take this episode to simply just reflect over some of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn the hard way. I won't hit all of the lessons, but I will definitely share a few. And I'm wondering if you guys can definitely relate to these things. But also, if you haven't gone through this before, take the wisdom from it so you don't have to learn it the hard way. I was one of those kids that if I saw someone make a mistake, I could learn from their mistake. I didn't have to do it. I could see the pain. I could see the repercussions, the consequences of what they did. And I would take a mental note. Okay, not doing that. And sometimes a temptation would present itself to me and I would just remember and recall how someone else went through it the hard way. And it helped me a lot as a young person. I even parent this way where if there's an episode of an old show I watched when I was younger or something where it shows someone making that bad decision and I will watch it with my kids and we'll talk through it where they can see how that decision impacted someone else so they can hopefully learn without having to do you know make a bunch of bad choices so lessons learned in my life um One lesson I've learned the hard way, and this one, I'm still learning. Like in this moment, in this second, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate out of it because the lesson is keep it simple. When life starts getting too busy, you have to ask yourself, is life being lived purposefully? Am I being purposed right now or am I just busy? Yes, I can do this. I can do that. I can sign up for all these things. But is it what I'm supposed to do? Yes, I'm capable. But it doesn't mean now I'm supposed to be doing it necessarily. I think about Jesus's life who spent most of his life as a carpenter from young boy all the way through his adulthood until he went into, I would say the ministry, but walking out why he was called on this earth. He was a carpenter. He had a job. He learned a skill, a trade. He was a business person. And then there came time for him to be an evangelist, a person who spoke about life and freedom and love and healing and deliverance and all the things So there was a time where he had to put the carpentry aside to do the next thing. He didn't do everything at once. Every disciple that followed him, he said, leave those things behind you. Family, you're going to have to leave your job, leave this, leave the things you've always known. Because this next part of life, you'll have to follow me. And that requires faith. And you can't lean on everything you've known to walk by faith. So when things get too busy, ask yourself, should life be more simple? And if the answer is yes, it should be, then cut the slack. I listened to a podcast recently by Craig Rochelle uh, where he talked about cutting the slack, especially for leaders, when you shouldn't do as, you know, too much. 
You need to figure out how you can have a balanced life. And he, he goes into a lot of detail, um, but an excellent leadership podcast, uh, Craig Rochelle, one of the first leadership podcasts, the first I ever started to listen to, but cut the slack. Are you being busy or are you actually being purposed in your life for that season? A second thing I learned the hard way is sometimes family does not mean friend. Oh, this one's tough. Just because they are family, you have shared blood, DNA, (laughs) I guess you could say, um, doesn't mean that you're friends. When you think about people you're not related to who are your friends, you're friends because of shared interests, shared values, um, shared environments. You like going out or doing all these different things. You have something in common. Sometimes it's just proximity. You work with them, you're around them, you're friends for now. (laughs) That's a whole nother conversation. But there are a lot of things that you have in common that help you to know, okay, I think we can be friends. But I think sometimes we forget that even though someone is family, you need to bring that same criteria with you for family. Do we have something in common in life? Are we going the same direction? Are we, um, do we share mutual values? Because just because they're your family doesn't mean you have the same values. If you value loyalty and you know they're, you know, they trip out on most folks they're around, then eventually they're going to likely do the same thing to you. Their character is their character. Who they are is who they are. And it'll take a certain situation where that may reveal itself to you and you're in your relationship with them. But bring those friend values over to family too. And it doesn't mean you can't have, they can't be an acquaintance status. You know how you have some people, they're not friends, they're acquaintances. You see them, hey, you hang out. Like the other moms at your kid's soccer game, football game or whatever, as an example. You're not hanging out with them when you're not there, but when you're there, you're cool. They're acquaintances. They're not friends. We don't know about each other's, you know, loyalty, values, all these things I keep naming. We're just acquaintances. Well, sometimes family has to be acquaintances and there has to come a time where they earn the right to be friend. Um, so that's one of the things I had to learn the hard way. I would say... A third thing that I had to learn the hard way is in leadership. You can root for people. You can want to see them be better and be great. But sometimes they just will not choose to be better. It doesn't matter how much you root for them, how much advice you've given, how much counsel Um, As a pastor, I have counseled many, many hours put into it. And nine times out of 10, you'll have someone that shows up to counseling. And the situation, of course, is something that is either devastating their life or they're so far in that when they realize the work it takes to come out of that situation, they don't want to do it. So they may do part of what you say, hey, here's step one. Because depending on the type of counseling or therapy you go to, they may give you a roadmap depending on your situation. But a lot of times, especially for spiritual change, which will show up in your everyday life, the results will show up in your everyday life. You have to go step one. And then you go to step two and a lot of and so on and so on. A lot of people 
step one, oh, this isn't dramatic or complicated enough. I don't want to do step one. Give me step eight. And in leadership, you find, gosh, I really see the potential in you. I really know you can be great. And sometimes people just won't put in the work, the time or the effort to be as great as you see them, as great as you want them to be. So what do you do with that? As a leader, you have to learn to hand those people to the God who loves them and pray for them and be able to release them to God. He is theirs. They belong to him. And what you don't want to do is start carrying people. You're carrying their burdens. You're carrying their problems. You're carrying their issues. And by doing that, you become the crutch. They are leaning on you for everything if you cannot release them. If you say, you know what, I'm going to give you the next 15 steps and let's do. Well, no, sometimes, again, you don't need to give them all the steps. Hey, here's step one. Let's see if they can show up for step one. And go from there. Recently, there's this couple that my husband and I are counseling and we gave the husband and the wife each a step. We gave them a beginning. Here's what you're going to work on. Here it is. And with each of them, we knew that it would be a challenge to start and make it even past the first week. And the wife I stay in contact with and the wife had a struggle in the beginning And I straight up messaged her back and I was like, so did you quit? That's it. I wasn't going soft love. I just needed one, one, did you quit? Because I'm over here rooting for, but I can't do the work. And as a leader, again, struggling because you want them to win so bad. And you know how, if they win, how much of an impact it will make in their family. Well, she was silent for a little while. So I'm like, Father God, give her the strength, help her, help her to see breakthrough, right? Praying for her. And then a day or two later, she messaged me. There was conversation. I'm back on track with her and her husband. I'm back on track. She has gone six days since. When I say how proud I am of her, she, I don't think she realizes the strength that she has. And she may listen to this podcast, the strength that she has, that she pushed past and she didn't let starting rough, keep her from finishing. That brings me to the fourth thing that I've had to learn the hard way. Just cause you jack something up in the beginning, doesn't mean you shouldn't keep trying. Now this is for everyone who maybe you've tried to lose weight. You've tried a new hobby. You've tried a different thing in your relationship or this or that. And it didn't work. It was clunky. And so you quit. I want to let you know that you should keep picking that thing back up. If it's something that you know, you want to really do something, you know, especially if you know, it's a part of who you are, like God has called you into it. For example, I'm on this podcast now, but I have been showing up in social media space for, let's see here, I think um, six years, five, six years. So I uh, got pregnant with my youngest daughter, who is four plus now. And a year before that, I launched a social media page. I was on a, an app called Periscope, which was like, um, kind of like going Instagram live, but you had a following on Periscope and it was building. And all I did was get on there and encourage people kind of like what I'm doing on this podcast. 
Um, and I stopped. I stopped for a while um, when I was pregnant and after I had her and I wanted to be back out here so bad. And I, I tried to start again on YouTube and, you know, it wasn't the right timing. And so it was clunky. And I've been clunky for a little bit now. And this podcast isn't all smoothed out either. And I recognize that. But guys, I'm okay being clunky until I get it smooth. Y'all feel me? I'm okay tripping and not having the most perfect look or post or whatever else. But a part of my wiring, who I am, is I want to help it is how it is. It gives me life to see people live their best and be better and keep trying. It gives me life. That wife I referenced, it is the ultimate encouragement in my life, especially as a minister, as a pastor, where I pour out to people all the time to see a positive results show back up in front of you. Because the work she's doing, she is planting seeds in the ground that are going to harvest major in her life. So I want you to be okay with whatever it is you want to put out there that you think it may be embarrassing because it looks clunky or crazy at first. So you don't, you don't want to put stuff out there because you care too much what people think or your why isn't pure enough yet to where you're okay being clunky at first. Don't learn it the hard way in that you lose a lot of years and a lot of time And then you regret the time you lost. What I'm saying is you got to be better now. And how do you be better? How do you become better? You start one day at a time. You take one step at a time. Whether you're scooting, then you start crawling, then you start walking, then you eventually can run. I don't know how long it'll take me to run. I don't even know if I'm even walking yet, but by faith, I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing and putting this positivity and this light into the world. It is what I'm here for. So I just want to say, as I finish this up, guys, just how much I truly appreciate every single person that follows me, but not just follows me, that root for me. I feel y'all. Like, I feel you. There are some folks who are quiet rooters. There are others who message me and they're, uh, they like, like a lot of things. I'm a liker. Like, if I follow you, if I see your post, I'm probably going to like it. Unless it's something real weird that I feel like, you know, people that follow me be like, why does she like that? Is this an issue in her life? You know what I mean? Like, if you post something crazy, I can't be liking it. But overall, I, I'm a liker. Because that's, hey, girl, keep going, keep going, keep going. So I just want to say I appreciate again everyone who allows me to be clunky, who don't say, especially if they go to my church, oh, she's a pastor or even also a pastor's wife. So I think she needs to be this way. And that was something, another lesson learned the hard way, but I think she needs to be this way. So if I'm anything else, some people, you can tell they're uncomfortable. They don't know how to receive you. Oh, you showed frustration. Oh my goodness. Are you not holy? What is it? No, I'm going to be myself all the way. Wow. This just went in number six. Another lesson I learned the hard way is even in certain roles that I have in life, I didn't ask to be a pastor's wife first. And then, and I am ministerially trained and certified and licensed and ordained and all that. I didn't ask to be that. I ran from it for a very long time. 
There are, I mean, multiple generations in my family of pastors. It is in my blood. And I ran from it, didn't want to do it, and married a basketball coach who turned out to be a pastor later. He went into the ministry. It's a whole thing. (laughs) But I realized that whatever I'm here to do, girl, you got to do it. And I am the happiest in my life now because I chose to make that decision of going all in. So again, thank you to everyone who who follows me and roots for me um, and allows me to be who I am um, now. And there are some folks who they'll tell me like, man, one day you you're going to blow up. You know what? If I am talking to and I, I'll, I'll put it out there. My average audience is about 75 people. This is my what, fifth or sixth podcast. And I think my average one week was like 61. Like it's, it's, I am pumped. Like I'm so excited that that many people will keep coming back and listening. Guys, one day it'll be more than that. I get that. I'm grateful for this. If I don't get one more listener, this is amazing because if you're coming back, it's adding value to your life. That's what I love. (laughs) The value add, if it's not adding value, I know you're not going to come back because I wouldn't, but you keep coming back and that man gives me life. So guys, um, I hope you got something out of this rant. I didn't have any notes. I just got on here and just let it rip from my heart. So I pray you got something out of uh, my birthday episode and some of the lessons that I learned the hard way. Uh, I'll see you next time. In the meantime, don't be useless. I have to tell you guys why I don't share my age very often, <laughs> which is how I started this episode. So I have found myself in leadership or in positions where normally I was the youngest person in the room or the only person of color in the room for most of my corporate career, which spans about 15 years long for the likes of Google, Amazon, and different places. And when I was the youngest in the room, I found that folks would try to discredit me if they knew my age. And so um, it would be through comments like, oh, how old are you? Oh, you're just a baby. You're just a baby. And even in my family, there's this weird dynamic with like my cousins, my generation. Oh, if you're not old enough. Now, our age difference is like two or three years. If you're not old enough. You know, you don't have as much of a say. It's kind of like a family generational thing. And so age has, um, can have a stigmatism to it. And I want people to be able to just hear, hear the words more so than be distracted by a qualification of age. If wisdom is there and God used people so young in the Bible, um, but if wisdom is there, If value was there, take that. Disregard the age of the person. Don't let that keep you from hearing no matter who God uses to speak to you. So that is why I'm weird about sharing age. I have a certain milestone in in mind. Like when I hit this age, I'll openly share. Um, (laughs) But in the meantime, I hold on to that. And it's actually wisdom I've shared with some other folks who were young, working with a lot of older people, and they've come back to me and told me, I'm so glad you told me that because they use so many things to try to discredit me, but they don't have my age. (laughs) And it helps them to feel like, you know, um, that their work speaks for itself. So that's why I don't uh, share my age. I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but for me, it's, um, it's helped me, um, be able to show up and be present no matter 
what room I was in um, and just letting the value and the work speak for itself. So that is why I don't share my age. Okay, back to your everyday life on uh, on the Don't Be Useless podcast. Love you guys. Listening to podcasts can be one of the best ways to get encouragement, education, and empowerment. But something that's even better is being in the room with like-minded people that are also leveling up with you. I want to invite you to the Come Alive Woman's Experience, October 11th through 13th, here in Round Rock, Texas, just outside of Austin. If you're local, you definitely should be in the place. We kick off Friday at 1 o'clock. We have some really fun and special things that we have planned for you guys. But something that's going to be extremely impactful is the intimate panel. Literally a sisterhood of women who are going to have one of the biggest, most intimate conversations on anything you can think of. Now, we also have some amazing special guests, KCJ being one of those. We also have Christina Harvey, who's going to be here leading worship. Katie Kazadi. Katie will be in the building and I'm so excited that she will be joining us. You also will hear me speak. I have such a special message planned for you guys. For tickets, you can go to Faith for Life, Faith, the number four, life, AUS.com, backslash events, and scroll over to Come Alive Women's Experience. Otherwise, you can visit us on Eventbrite for the Come Alive Women's Experience. Just search Come Alive Women's Experience. See you soon.